0: Hello and welcome to Under the Call of MS. I'm going to get some theme music pretty soon here. I'm working on it, trying to figure out what I can do to get the some type of music intro to get us started. But hang in there, it's going to get better. This is all just me trying to figure it out. So. Going along for the ride. This week's comic book is Sharky and the Bounty Hunter. I Check out issue one through six. very fun series it's about a guy that has the ability to somehow mentally psychically feel where people are hunt them down figure them out where where to find them and that's how he's what one of the things that makes him a great bounty hunter plus his unique abilities to use weaponry and get lucky when need be Uh, he takes one big bounty in Drops him off, puts him in, in prison, and a little green skin kid shows up and says, you put my, I can't remember if it was his father or guardian, away, so you have to take me back to my home planet and drop me off with my relatives so I have someone to take care of me. So Sharky doesn't. Want nothing to do with this, so he gets up early and tries to sneak out of there and get away from it, but then his conscience gets to him and he's like, ah damn it. Goes back, gets the kid, brings him with him, has a couple of big bounties throughout the issues that he comes across and can make enough money to pay off his debts and basically live happily without having any worries. So he wants to go after those, but he has to worry about getting the kid back home. And then they come across some other people that are attacking them and trying to go after the same bounties and stuff. And kid ends up having some abilities that help him out quite a bit. Uh the kid kind of reminds me a lot of Quill from the Guardians of the Galaxies, the way Quill was trained by the Yondu and the other pirates thieves how to do certain things, sneak into areas, use weaponry, fly ships, and stuff like that. This kid has all those abilities and some, and ends up helping Sharky out quite a bit with those abilities, and also gets himself in some trouble. But in the long run, the two kind of get real close, get used to each other very helpful for each other and they end up hanging out for a while and then it gets them back to the planet and you got to find out what happens from there. Uh, this also reminds me a lot of the Mandalorian, but you know, have your adult male and your little green skin sidekick there. Uh, the people are unique. Yeah. You know, all kinds of different planetary Characters. Uh, you got the abilities to modify your body in certain ways. Like Sharky comes across a gal that he's with, and she has wheels for her feet already, and she's working on getting herself transformed into a human tank. Uh, there's just all kinds of fun and interesting things that you haven't seen in other um, sci fi thrillers and stuff but if you like any of those i suggest reading this because this is in my opinion better than the mandalorian i really do like the mandalorian but these two together are a blast there's other characters that pop in uh sharky's x pops in here and stuff and you find out about a lot about his past lives issue one i got Two copies of accidentally, but I got that because I like the cover. I and that's what decided to make me try and do this, and I and check it out. And then I found that is one of the issue ones at our first comic book purge rummage sale in West Bend. We have another one coming up this Friday and Saturday, or Saturday and Sunday, I should say which you can find out more information on one of my other podcast sites Crimson the Call Comic Club. Uh, or you can find out, I'll be putting some postings up on my Facebook page also. But uh, the second purge they had, I found issues two through six, which were all uh, sketch covers, which are really cool. So I'd like to complete the set with all the other sketch covers if they have any. Uh, but, yeah, check it out. You'll definitely enjoy it if you like that style of sci-fi. And it's a fun trip all the way through. So I wanted to bring up something I forgot to mention last week. Uh, We got this Wisconsin native from Eden area, Ryan Costello. He was scheduled to run 183 miles in Utah for his leg of the relay, the marathon that they do now every year to raise money for MS. And uh, Ryan started this because his aunt Wendy, uh, she was diagnosed with MS in 2009. So since this year with the COVID, they couldn't run the relay race. Everybody is supposed to do some type of virtual run or figure some way to make up for their run if they could. So Ryan got a group of people from the area together. I believe it. uh,
1: they ran a half
0: marathon, which is 13.1 miles. And he had to do 183 miles total. So he... And I believe it was like 14 people. It worked out to be or something like that. Got them together for the run and they ran around the whole Calamarina area. It's very nice, beautiful scenic area. Great to keep your mind off the pain of all the running and stuff. Uh, They did that on June 27th for MS. And... uh, uh, 14 people, yeah, he needed to make the 183 pot miles. So he got them all in, took a little while, but that's why he went with the half marathon, because he figured a marathon would be too much distance and scare a lot of people off. But uh, as far as the history goes for his first MS run in the U.S. Transcontinental Crossing of the U.S. was in 2010 on March 22nd. Ashley Schneider began her 3,288-mile journey across America on foot from San Francisco, California to New York, New York, with only a motorhome and one crew member to aid her. On September 28, 2010, Ashley ran the final steps of her cross-country run in New York, New York, surrounded by supporters, family, and friends. During her journey, she ran nearly a marathon a day which is 26 miles, and uh, she did that for six days a week for six months, Well, fundraising for multiple sclerosis. The event raised thousands of dollars uh, and rallied thousands of supporters upon completion. She became the 16th female to ever run across America. During the six months, Ashley ran through 11 pair of shoes, burned over 270,000 calories, and sustained an injury total of only two blisters, which is amazing. Uh, In 2013, MS Run the U.S. launched its annual relay run across America. So From that point on, it's been a regular thing, and Ashley being from Wisconsin and stuff, it's, all pretty much started with right here which is wonderful um the event engaged 15 runners from 10 different states and raised over $234,000 for multiple sclerosis it's kind of sad I and mean, yeah it's it's a nice chunk of money to help ms research and it's great for everything anybody does we do the ms walks and stuff Every year when we can, and you just, we got them all over the areas. But uh, you think about that and that run, that far, that distance, that amount of time, and she raised 234000 And sadly, some of us go in, sit down, get a big clear fluids pumped into our bodies once every six months, and that costs like 75000 So I think a better way to do this is i think us msers should find a way to group together and go stand outside the pharmaceutical buildings and get these people to start donating the money that they're profiting from these (laughs) fluids because you can't tell me that it costs this much money to whip up a batch of some type of liquid i don't believe that i totally disagree i get that their initial research and all that and getting it the testing and all that cost a lot of money, but the overall product cannot cost the amount of money that they charge for these things. I mean, when I was doing Copaxone, I think it was around $7,000 a month for my medication. It's like, it's just crazy. I, some medications are in the hundreds of thousands a year. <laughs> and these poor people do all this work and they end up only earning enough for to cover medication for three, four people for a year. <clears throat> There's a lot of people out there that have this disease. So this is, we're not going to get far in our research and stuff if we're just chipping away lightly like that while the drug companies are just taking everything else away. Uh, MRI results. My MRI is over with. Uh, I will say it's the first time I ever had a tap out in an MRI. I think the main reason was because I went to the door I thought I was supposed to go to. You had to walk around a bunch of trees, go around all this stuff. My foot was killing me. My knees were all wrecked. and Just go all the way around, and then you get to the main door, and it says this door is locked. Go to the emergency area entrance go through there so then you got to go back around go all the way around the side of the building and go in the emergency entrance i got in there got registered get set down and then all of a sudden i had to go to another place to register again fill out some forms i just get the forms done and as, soon as i get the form done the guy pops out he's like all right let's go I'm ready for the mri takes me right in the building empties my pockets takes me in the mri room lays me on the table Instantly starts putting the head thing on and getting me ready to go in the tube. This head harness was like a giant thick welder's helmet. You had a tiny little glass screen just inches from your eyes. The casing of the head, the skull cage was, it had to be at least six inches thick. Uh, it just, they clamp it around your head. You can't move. It's tight against your chin. So every time you breathe, your chin's pushing against it and stuff. It feels like your jawbone's going to snap. The bottom part of the cage goes into the chest area and it lays tight right against your ribs. So every time you breathe with your chest, it's just pressing against it. So you got to try and breathe more with your stomach. And they got all that set in there and then shoved me in the tube right away. And I freaked. <laughs> I just, I needed out. I couldn't take it, I guess. And I was still kind of winded from all the walking around and stuff like that. And it just don't even give you a time to relax nowadays because everything's like get people in the hospital, out of the hospital. And we don't have to worry about extra diseases popping up out there with the COVID crap. But uh, I tapped out, came out. It took the, the head piece off for a second. Then he puts it back on. I'm like, okay, fine. Let's just get this done. Puts it back on. And, of course, the right side clamped right down on my ear. I had a wiggle out of that. And then got it all set up. Shows me back in the machine. And we get going. And all you got is this tiny little glass, you're looking out. And you're, you see the machine wall right outside that I'm a bigger guy so I'm pressed in there tight and my arms are kind of laid across my stomach area at an angle and just can't move at all and just all you got is your little emergency squeeze button a little padding on your arms to keep you from getting friction burns from the thing sliding in and out of the MRI tube to get your spine and your head areas pictured well but, uh, yeah, I we went through that, and uh, I had another point where I'm like, oh, my, I forgot to take my upper hair tie out, and it was just pressing right into the back of my skull because the cage being so tight. And I could only move like a quarter inch either way, so I'm just constantly trying to get that thing just to loosen itself up a little and quit stabbing me. But when I came out and asked him about that, if I could take the head harness off and get that, take that hair clip off, he's like, if I do, we're going to probably have to redo all the <laughs> the beginning scans because the harness is made to keep your head so you can get her. It's the one that's set up for the best scan. all the other hard, head harnesses I've had in the past are open cages. So you didn't feel so confined. But yeah, that sucked. That was uh of course started to get a little bit of lockjaw from trying to breathe and swallow with my jaw being jammed up against the thing. And then my chest just felt more and more like my ribs were crushed because I'm trying to breathe through my stomach, but it, it can't do that for two hours, so you're breathing with your chest too, and it's just pressing up against that cage and just Yeah, when I got out of there, needless to say uh, I was gimped up for quite some time and took me a while to be able to move well enough to get myself on my way but that's done and over now I'm just waiting on the results I'm hoping that I get to hear from them yet this week we will see I also forgot to mention the contrast I was very happy with They did the brain and skull MRI for over an hour and then pulled me out, did the contrast, put me back in, and then got all that done in one shot instead of having to do contrast twice. And this, I totally forgot that this contrast isn't, the contrast I was thinking about was the one that we have to do when I get a CT scan. That one gets your body all warm and makes you feel like you got to pee. This one doesn't do that. So that was a good thing. That made me happy. But the rest of the scans (laughs) seems like every MRI I have, each one is worse now, every time. But I didn't have no weird thing jumping up and down in my chest or stomach this time when the thing was beeping and scanning. So that was a good thing. I wanted to Another little podcast, that I, one of my favorite ones I enjoy is the Sunday Papers with Greg Fritson, Fitzsimmons. Uh, I uh, I'm sorry, but I can't remember the other guy's name. But uh, they uh, just go over the Sunday Paper every week, just talk about different things. And uh, they keep talking about how the – I always knew Hagar and Horrible was an abusive Viking guy, and he always treated his woman like crap. But what I never really paid attention to was the Handicap. Like I never really cared for that comic. And I read a few of them, but I didn't really pay attention to how abusive he is to his wife. But the way it, when these guys read the Handicap comics, it's just, like, I think just about every one of them is about him just beating his wife and treating her like crap. So, and I agree with Greg. One of my favorite comics is Blondie and Dagwood. But I just wanted to. The reason I'm bringing that up is I wanted to mention a couple comics from this week's favorite I really enjoyed. I try and stay away from ones they talk about, even though the second one's just got a little drop in from one they talk about. One of my favorite and my wife's favorites is Pickles. This week's Pickles, you got Grandpa with. The sitting on the couch, laying back kind of nappish with the dog with his head on grandpa's lap, asleep. And the boy pops up on the backside of the couch, and he's like, you love dogs, grandpa? Yeah, I've always loved doggies. Dogs are very kind and compassionate. They're better people than most people. They forgive everything and never hold a grudge. Then grandma comes walking in, she's sitting at standing at the end of the couch staring at grandpa. Dog looks up, and grandpa turns to the boy and says, Wifes are great too. (laughs) Just waiting for her acknowledgement. Yeah, I love that couple, and they're just hilarious. And then checking out Pearls Before Swine. Got the pig. With a face mask on and the boy, the guy with the face mask on, and they're talking to each other. And the whole COVID face mask thing I noticed is the first comics I really picked up in a long time. Uh, I noticed the COVID is being used in a lot of comics nowadays with the face masks. There's probably at least three of them in this uh, paper this week. But you got the word balloons. The one above the pig says, I'm so bored of this whole COVID thing stuff. And the one above Steph says, while there's something fun, pig, your speech balloon is an actual balloon. Just grab the tail. The pig grabs the tail of his speech balloon. And he says, it is fun. I can see the whole comics page from here. And he's just floating up and up and up. And, uh, Steph says, Yeah, just make sure you don't stop talking or you'll have no dash, dash, dash. And then, awesome, the pig's falling from the sky. And then, Steph says, Balloon. <laughs> if you stop talking, your word balloon disappears. And then there's a little circle, family circle comic right after it that has Billy going into the house, the pig laying on the ground, and a lady with her groceries out on the sidewalk and it says, mommy, God dropped a pig on Dolly. Oh, I didn't even know it Yes. Dolly is laying underneath the pig. <laughs> it was just hilarious. Cause I think this is actually officially maybe the first crossover, uh, comics that I've ever seen in the Sunday newspaper. I could be wrong, but I thought that was kind of neat. But yeah. Sunday comics. Always fun. So you can always enjoy them. Two good ones in here. I didn't mark them down as I was going to check them out. Mention them. But yeah, those are a couple of cute ones for you to hear. Hopefully make your day a little better. But Yeah. I'm still waiting for some feedback, some, maybe some questions, some thoughts I want to talk about, whatever. I'll take anything you can give me. You can contact me through either my Kevin Finance, uh Facebook page. You can get a hold of me through the Under the Call of MS Facebook page that I hopefully did right. I'm not, uh, Super computer geek, like many people think I am, but I try and figure out things as I go. Uh, always check out if you're into the comic book section of the podcast. You can check out our Crimson Color Comic Club podcast, which, since COVID nineteen, we have some issues on YouTube. Uh, our main YouTuber kind of slacking so he lost some issues and I don't think he's put an issue off for a while so I don't know if there will be more of those or not but you can get the verbal issues, the audio issues through many of your podcasting companies and iTunes and stuff and Podomatic I believe. I'm hoping that I can get this one to pop up on iTunes pretty soon I'm still not having any luck with that. I don't know what I'm doing wrong yet that they won't accept my podcast. But definitely give us some feedback. Check out the other ones. We also do have an Under the Call podcast, which is a more explicit style podcast that we do, just basically whatever we're talking about while we're waiting to do our other podcast or what we're doing talking about when we're just in our comic groups and stuff. So that's something fun to check out if you're interested. Hope to keep coming up with good information about MS to help everybody out and keep talking about what's going on with me and see what happens. Hopefully, I'll keep more upbeat. I know I, I, know I had a couple downer ones, but you'll we'll have that. You got your good days, your bad days. And go from there. I will. Definitely have to come up with some more recipe ideas too. So I could throw one thing out there. I, one of my favorite salad dressings. It's basically 50 50, extra virgin olive oil and apple cider vinegar. And then I crush up a few cloves of gar- garlic and throw it in there, some sea salt, some black pepper, some cayenne pepper, uh, some, I squeeze a, half a lemon in there uh jeez i know i'm forgetting some things but you can add any seasonings anything you want to make it taste the way you like Uh, and italian seasons are always good if you like an italian style dressing i like throw sometimes a little basil in mine or something I like cayenne pepper. I I like spicy peppery stuff. So I got some different crushed uh, peppers I'll use every now and then. Uh, But the healthy all around good for you. Salad dressing that you can try out. And I've liked it from the start. It grew on me real quick. Some people it may take a little bit, but it's way healthier and a lot less problematic for your body. And stuff like ranches and stuff like that Thousand Island are is all around bad for us. But try that out, and we will hopefully talk to you again in a couple days. Have a good one.